Welcome back to SideQuest. It is April 24th, 2022. My name is Eric Peterson. Joining me today is Mr. Tom Reagan. I'm back. You're back, yeah, baby. Yeah. Just for, for my annual show. <laughs> I think you've been on once this year, haven't you? <laughs> Maybe. I, oh, yeah, once, but right at the start of the year. I'm basically a, a, a celebrity guest now. Yeah, well, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like objectively that's going to start to change now that, you know, things have settled because for the past, it's been almost a year now, you've been like trying to get a house and plan to move and do all this other shit. And now that oh, you're God. like moved and settled in your new place where you're, you're just going to stay there, right? Oh, I'm not moving again. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this again. Just, so you're gonna you're lot. gonna be more yeah you're gonna be more regular now I hope <laughs> yeah yeah I'll have on my the routine. show on the show not like not no, like, about the movements down there fine we're all yeah, a lot of fiber plenty of, plenty of fiber plenty of digestive biscuits so we're, we're good okay just wanted to make sure to clarify that that you know, mm -hmm. you know it's worth it there's a lot yeah. but yeah you've moved I've moved I'm a country boy now oh away from the boy. city pickup trucks everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, it's great. A lot of tractors, a lot of corn, a lot of fields, lot of cattle. I'm learning so much. A lot of new vehicles I've never seen before. Oh, like the big tractor that you could drive under if you were really ambitious? Yeah, I still don't know the name of it, but it's very call, cool. Call it a tall boy, like Horizon, or the tall neck. Tall, tall tire, oh, big tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call it a challenge, that's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I do I believe my... there's an achievement for going under there, even especially on a motorcycle. Life achievement. Right? <laughs> bad decisions all around. Yeah, bad decisions. Um, I don't even know what those are for. No idea. Oh, I do. I do. I asked okay. someone who worked oh. uh Apparently, it's so that when you're driving on the fields, they're not like crushing the crop, the crops. They can create lanes where the, th cause the wheels are quite thin. Mm. So they can go up and down the field and get the uh, those those rows. See, I'd be a terrible Nicely farmer. Done. For me, it would be all about horsepower and speed. Like, how quickly <laughs> can I plant this 100-acre field of corn? And I would just take all of the seeds and, like, pack it into some form of cannon. <laughs> and then just fire the seeds out over. Like, well, here uh, we go. Yeah, you're sort of taking from Dan Curtis's approach to how to paint a room, which was a firework in a paint can <laughs> in the center of the room. So you guys should team up and and uh, uh, fist farms. I <laughs> mean, that could business. be that could be a terrible movie studio too for adult films. Fist farms. <laughs> Come live on fist farms. We'll guarantee at least one scene a day. <laughs> Pay is low, but we'll feed you. That would have threatened me with a good time. <laughs> Shit, you don't got to pay me. <laughs> Just tell me what time shooting starts. <laughs> the film, not the guns. I know when the guns shoot. I was about shoot. to say the same thing. <laughs> tell me when the shooting starts. Hank, why are you yeah. looking for a fire exit? It's not No, it's okay. You're fine. You're good. It, it means fire as in like flame, not as in guns and shooting. <laughs> Listen, all I got is bullets on the brain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can get... Um, I've seen on YouTube, you can get full... Someone People have recreated full albums using just uh, different 
sound effects from various different firearms. Oh. So, <laughs> pretty good instrumentals. Well, looks, that's <laughs> this it for is, this Factory Seal podcast. We're going <laughs> to we're going to do an about face. This here's the Glock 9 millimeter in minor G. <laughs> <laughs> Not Imagine even how G much minor. ammunition that goes through to make a single song. <laughs> I'm not sure if that would be pleasant to listen to or not. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. It's good to sleep to. There was the I did see one that had the the system of a down with the 50 cal machine guns. Did you see that one? I did not see that and I'm dis- I'm disappointed that I've never seen that. So I'll have to see if I can find that afterwards. Um, <laughs> seems like it's right up my alley, you know. It's a nice yeah. segue from show choir. Like Yeah. Lutheran show choir into mm-hmm. ammunition fueled musical recreation. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's a maturity of you know sound and like you go from kids listening to sort of Disney scores and then you just yeah. kind of ramp ramp it up into gun SFX. Yeah, I mean I feel like in order for any you know artist to survive, they need to evolve. Can't you can't stay you can't stay can't. still in this world. I mean, look at Snow Patrol. Like they truly, <laughs> truly evolved. If you listen oh, to yeah. what they yeah, if you listen to where they were at the beginning, like songs for polar bears, real bad. Like a, a terrible experimental rock, except for like um Starfighter Pilot. That I mean that one was pretty good, but yeah. to where they are now. You know, now they're like sitting around a campfire singing Kumbaya with some other bands doing campfire yeah. songs. Yeah. That's uh, evolution. Uh, and they might even evolve to like moving pictures. They might make, you know, movies for grizzly bears. Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, that, that could that could be like a callback. Yeah. You know, full circle. I, full, I love that. And it, it would have to be like very avant-garde experimental mm-hmm. movie. You know, maybe mm-hmm. the whole thing is shot upside down. Yeah, with a sepia filter. Yeah, but then the sepia filter is negative tone. Oh. And then it's all in French pig Latin. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The, yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's in 3D with with one eye closed. And Korean subtitles that can't be turned off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> Songs for polar bears, movies for grizzly bears, books for black bears. The title the song trifecta of the title song is is walking after vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sprinting. Why do we give all of our phenomenal ideas away for free? <laughs> Why aren't we sprinting, charging for this? Sprinting for trucks. <laughs> walking after vehicles jogging for scooters <laughs> sauntering for tricycles ooh <laughs> i like sauntering <laughs> marching for jet planes ooh that's very that's very militaristic it is actually yeah that was the that's, military that's the arc. that's the the north korean release of the film well as tensions grew around the world they adapted their art to you know art imitates life life imitates art they kind of yeah i mean you you can't just play to one audience never 
Never. You're just doing yourself a disservice. Oh, big disservice. So. So, Tom, I was recently in Toronto. I don't know if you mm. knew that. Why didn't you come over? <laughs> <laughs> was it really relaxing? <laughs> I bet you didn't really do very much. Just kind of like sat by the pool. Yeah, you know how when you go on vacation, um, you don't want to be subjected to hard physical labor? <laughs> I wasn't on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I found out that I'm quite good at is putting people to work. Slave driving. <laughs> Slave driving. <laughs> right, I got a clipboard here. <laughs> you, your 30 second break's over. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Time equals money. <laughs> money for me, not for you. Pick up, the, yeah, pick up that hammer. I don't start care swing. what you hit. Just start hitting something. I'm, I'm paying you to look good. Listen, stop making holes in my house. Otherwise, it's going to be holes in your paycheck. <laughs> Sorry, there's no paycheck. <laughs> Sorry. That's the joke. It's just one big hole. <laughs> Yeah, I came up to uh, came up to help you move, and tell you what, just getting there was a nightmare. I had to start that process like a month in advance. Yeah, oh, I oh, I forgot about that. There was the whole, I guess you know, proof of vaccinations and all that kind of stuff, right? Was it that, or was there more to it than that? I it was remember. that, and then it was making sure I had all that uploaded to that app that you guys have called ArriveCan, <laughs> and then you have to schedule a COVID test within 72 hours. But I was leaving Monday morning, and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what like the status of the labs were on weekends, so I scheduled one for Friday. Actually, I scheduled, yeah, I scheduled for Friday. I'm like, man, but what if those tests don't come back in time before I leave? So I scheduled a second one for Saturday just to be safe. Yeah. Fortunately, everything came back, but then I get to the airport to check in. And the guy was like, oh, wow, you're you're like two days early because on Saturday, none of this stuff matters anymore. <laughs> you got to be fisting me. Because <laughs> I went from I went Monday through Friday and then the Saturday that I get that I that I flew home. Canada just lifted all of those restrictions and then getting back to the states was actually more difficult because I had to have a test a negative test within 24 hours and since you lived two hours from the airport I had to have it done the morning of I mean yeah you know but you got to stop for Timmy's so Uh, that's true that's true (laughs) uh, that adds the time but if you so they, they always oversell their flights and if you don't check in like the first group to check in, you have a chance of getting bumped. I'm like, wow, this sucks. I need to have this test, but I can't take it till I get to the airport. And then just it's had to fuff. sit there. It, dude, it was such a nightmare. But we got it, there and back. But uh, no, trip was trip was good, despite the uh, crushing labor. <laughs> <laughs> Man, physical labor, not like birthing pains. <laughs> it's good to have the clarification once again. I- Hate for anybody to misconstrue what this yeah. discussion is right. really about. Understanding we could be whatever whatever you want it to be, but that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, no, it was it was hard labor. It was tiring. And like I got to a point where, you know, you have a list of things that you need to do in your head and then you walk past something else in the house and you're like, Oh, I need to do that. <laughs> and then 
you keep walking, I need to do that. And then that comes at the top of the list and everything else gets pushed down. And suddenly you're just like, this is, this is a lot. This is, this is so much to deal with. And then changing addresses for everything and like, you know, getting verified, like changing your car insurance. I had also had to buy a car like two days after you left, I had to go and buy my car. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, so the bank is like, wait a second, (laughs) how much you borrow? What? Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Listen, just knock it off. <laughs> yeah, and now it we're was in a, a, it, yeah. it was a really good test pilot for my move coming up because mm. you guys had a very small apartment. It was like 600 square feet, 800 square feet, maybe. Yeah, something in between that, yeah. And I walked in, like, oh my God, there's boxes fucking every. Like, where did all this stuff come from? I don't remember <laughs> your house being this full. And it got to that point where it's like, well, these are all the things that we need to survive. And then moving day came, we're like, holy shit, there's stuff everywhere. There's stuff literally everywhere. Let's just throw it in the truck. Uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of the truck, my God, am I glad that we upgraded your truck? Because you're like, hey, like a little 16-footer should be fine. No, <laughs> no, it was it wouldn't have been. We went and got the, uh, the big old 26-footer, and then Tom had the joy of guiding me as I backed this behemoth down an insanely busy, windy street <laughs> to the front of his condo. That was amazing. He did really well. Despite I could the, not have done that. The two cars that I hit and the one lady I ran out. I mean, it was fine. <laughs> the thing Great, that annoyed greatest. me the most was that I knew that we were going, I was going up there in, in March in Canada, but like the weather was starting to turn and we looked at the weather for the week and it's supposed to be all great. Except for moving day. Uh, moving yeah. day was like 35, <laughs> rain, sleet, icy roads. All the other days, like, well, I should have brought shorts. Except for that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it couldn't, have, it couldn't have happened any other way. Because the next day was bright and sunny. Um, How many times do we make that drive? So, like, the drive from your new apartment to your new house... It's yep, a old, solid hour 40. Yeah, it's it's an hour, hour between hour 30, hour 40 traffic, depending. And coffee and stops, like, let's just round yeah, up. Yeah, two yeah, hours. yeah, yeah. It's two hours. two hours. It is two hours, yeah, I would say. Because, you know, you might probably need gas. And I think we made that we made that drive Monday. Then we made it. To get the keys. Tuesday. Yep. And then we made it Wednesday. <laughs> the only day we didn't do it was Thursday. <laughs> Did we do it Friday? Yeah, you had to take me to the airport. That was Saturday. Oh shit! Saturday morning. So we had a we had a couple of days respite from the. I don't beach. think we did. I think we made it every day but one. No, no, that would be crazy. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I'm used to these long drives now, dude. That truck, <laughs> that truck was a fucking blast. It had <laughs> air ride. It had air ride seats in it, which. Usually are reserved for semis. And if you haven't driven a truck, first of all, if you haven't driven a gigantic truck, it's a very stressful affair anyway. Like I used to drive school bus. I'm totally fine in huge vehicles until your seat moves. Like in a vehicle, everything is stationary. But in this, like air ride seats are supposed to be like you're just riding on a cloud. I was on a trampoline. This thing was bouncing all over the place. And it got so bad that we were taking the truck back. And I came up over a bridge and I knew something was going to be bad because I saw Tom's car almost bottom out. He hit it with, 
<laughs> like, oh, fuck, here we go. Go across this thing. And the seat bottoms out. Like, this is a good two feet from my ass to the floor. The seat bottoms out. And then it's like a space shuttle launch. Straight up careening my head into the roof. It it caught me so off guard that I think for a solid five seconds, I didn't know what I was doing anymore. And I came back down and it's just like this bouncing, collecting yourself. And the only thing I remember thinking is, Jesus Christ, I hope I'm still on the road. It had to have been the most obnoxious thing. Just the most hilarious thing seen from the side. I wish I'd been sad. I really do. I really do. Because just the thought of it is so ridiculous. <laughs> to make like, it worse is if you would have been in there, the bench seat next to me was not air ride. It was just straight stationary. So it's just, just all fucking just, over the place. So I looked over at you like, what are you doing, bud? T minus 10. Nah. Oh, we got lift off. And these cabs are huge. It's not like in a car where you've got maybe a foot of space. There was two and a half feet above my head to the roof of the cab. That's how fucking high this thing launched me. I was off the seat. It had gone down compressed and then fired me like a piston into the roof. Were you still able to hold the wheel? Were you still able to hold the wheel? Just oh all fucking over the place. All oh, over. That is just too funny. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine a dumber way to get paralyzed? <laughs> oh my God, Eric got paralyzed. What tragic accident. Yeah, he was driving a moving truck and hit a bump. <laughs> and his Shot himself right up into the roof. <laughs> oh God, this is too funny. And those people at the Enterprise Company probably would have denied my claim. Well, you should have seen that pothole coming. (laughs) You should have braced. You should have braced for takeoff, son. (laughs) I think that I, uh, I, I I guess the answer is obvious, but I, I'm just intrigued. Like, why do why do they have those anyway? Why do they have those trampolini seats? Is it is it to absorb? You know, just to make the ride more comfortable because the suspension on those big trucks is not. Oh, not the same as your car. No, not at all. So they're <laughs> if you're riding in one of those trucks in a bench seat, not comfortable at all. So you riding in the passenger seat would have been just a, a horrible affair for you. Right. But uh, they're not supposed to be. Spring loaded cannons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still finding this so. At the time, I was pissing myself, and you retelling it, it's just the same. If anything, it's even funnier. So dumb. It was so dumb. And then trying to back that thing down your new mile long driveway where you had like a (laughs) foot of clearance on one side. Yeah. In case you're wondering, Tom bought a house that was built in 1905 and has a driveway long enough for 10 cars and a garage for four. Correct. Yeah, from one parking space to 12. Uh, I'm a man of extremes. <laughs> I like it's, it. It's, you know me, I like extremes. 
yeah. one underground parking space that takes 10 minutes to get to? How about 12 <laughs> that I can get to in three seconds? Correct. You just pick yeah. random spots on your driveway to stop each day? Like, yeah, I'll take this I, one. I actually have, yeah. One time I, I've parked. It depends on where I want to go. If I want to take the front door, side door, or the garage, I'll just stop outside the door. <laughs> It's just, there's no rhyme or reason to like, no. there's no mate space. Yeah. No, it's I, my space. I can park wherever I want. Nobody's going to give me a ticket. It's good the driveway goes that far back for the privacy factor. Cause I was washing the car on the driveway yesterday. Cause you know, I bought this asset now, so I'm looking after it. It's not, right. it's not a lease. <laughs> so I this was isn't like, somebody else's problem <laughs> six months from now. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, I'm like washing it and then waxing it and everything, which uh, may have been overkill, but I just wanted it to look nice, you know. Um, and yeah, and then I'm just like, uh, well, I'll, I needed to get closer to the outside tap to to rinse the car. So I just reversed the car back near the tap and then <laughs> I just did it there. Don't bring the walked. hose up to you. Just reverse the <laughs> car. <laughs> this the drive's so big to drive around that you can just go wherever's convenient. Uh, yeah, it's great though. I'm I'm very happy in the in the house and having all this space. We did a ton, of work. We did a you ton did so much of work. work. You did so much work for us, which was very appreciated. We got the TV on the wall. We've changed the light fixtures. Got wired internet in a couple of extra rooms. Um, Tom and Cat discovered just how much it sucks to paint. I. I held yeah. my tongue because you two were like, oh, this is going to be so fun. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, they're going to fucking hate every second of this. And it wasn't five minutes into like the first wall of the first room. Kat puts her roller down and she looks and she goes, this fucking sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> like, yep. There it is. Yep. 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 I found, you know, you know, like a lot of things in life, the more you do something, the better you get. That's oh, yeah. the way things go. And uh, but it doesn't things... change the fact that it sucks. No, like it just because you're good that. at something doesn't no. make it suck no. less. You don't want to do it. Like I don't right. want to do it. It's not something I'm 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 chomping at the bit to 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 get on with. But you know, I was at first I was like, man, I just don't understand how you can paint. You know, close to the ceiling without painting the ceiling, and then I figured out the technique and I was like, okay, cool. This, this works. And then also I went to my favorite store, Home Depot. <laughs> which I've been we were there every, every day. day. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> twice. I've spent thousands, thousands. I've spent thousands of dollars in Home Depot in the last three weeks. Um, I know the pain. I know yeah, the pain. Yeah. <laughs> it soon becomes a joy. Like there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a pretty vertical climb right now it's like pain 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 and then yeah. it just changes like oh this is fun yeah i agree i agree the pain was at the beginning i was like oh man do we need do we really need this do we really want that is this eh? now i go and i'm like yeah okay this would be good this would be nice we should do you know you get you start to relax a bit more into it you know yeah and then you realize it's like it's an investment i'm buying this and then this will solve like yeah. 10 other problems down the road correct like a hammer so, drill yeah, I yeah, and a the impact driver that I got, yeah, yeah. that was that's been really useful. Oh, those I are got fun, aren't they? An extendable, uh, an extendable pole for the for the paint roller. Yep. That is worth its weight in gold. That yep. twenty bucks. That is, and it's yeah, you can paint from ceiling to floor. To give you perspective, a ladder. In my house, I bought the longest one that I could. It extends to. 
15 feet. Mm-hmm. Like it's the pole itself when it's collapsed is taller than me. And then you extend it all the way out and it doubles in length. And it still wasn't tall enough to reach the height of our ceiling in our main entryway. Oh, you did say that. I remember. Oh, my God. That's yeah, ridiculous. our main entryway has 28 foot ceiling. It's dumb. So you had to get on a ladder with that? Mm, I just got on a ladder and then climbed all the way up and did like three inches of space at a time and then climbed down and moved the ladder and climbed up. Fair enough. However, you get it done. That yeah. takes ages, though, surely. Yeah. But I left <laughs> a bunch of presents for you around your house. You did. Uh, it's a, become a tradition now. It has. Where if you ever visit somebody, if one of us visits the other, bring <laughs> flags of your nation in with <laughs> cocktail picks <laughs> and leave them dotted around the home in places that you think they might not be discovered for years to come. Under the floorboards. Oh my god, everywhere. I found some great ones though. I can't it's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, like a little treasure hunt. Gonna, where's this gonna be? You know, I looked when I was I was also as well as washing the car, I was also uh vac vacuuming the inside and everything, and I thought I looked on the inside of the door in the back because I thought Eric this is where Eric was sitting most of the time in the back. <laughs> But there wasn't a flag there, and I was genuinely disappointed. <laughs> I was oh, like, oh man, I haven't, I haven't uh, upgraded to vehicles yet. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I started using the central vac for the first time. That Love thing's it. fun. Love it. So powerful. So good. Yeah, brilliant. Life change. I couldn't go to a home without it. I mean, I probably may have to one day, but you yeah. know, it's damn good. I don't think our I don't think our new house has it, which is going to suck. But it has a built-in pressure washer in the garage, so you know, tit for tat, right there. I guess that is definitely tit for tat because I was throwing buckets of water on my car. <laughs> did you just buy a hose with a sprayer? I didn't buy one. I was. Oh I, my. I went to Home Depot and bought all this stuff. Bought a new utility knife, even though I already have one, just because I liked how it looked. <laughs> <laughs> bought a new hammer. <laughs> but you didn't bought- buy a hose. I didn't buy a hose. No, I didn't actually know I had an outdoor tap. I actually had to walk around the house and find one because I, despite being here for nearly a month, I hadn't actually walked around my house yet. Um, uh, you know, but it's just like there's a door. Kat, go in. Cat was picking up leaves yesterday, and she filled two of those like Walmart sacks. Yeah, and it and it sadly doesn't look like it's made a dent in the garden. No, no. Welcome to no. home ownership, Tom. That's the only thing I can keep saying to you is welcome to home ownership. <laughs> I will say, though, that your house has like one of the most peaceful environments to it just because it's so out there and yeah. it's so quiet. It was some of the most relaxing sleep I've had in years just because it was so quiet. Yeah, it is very peaceful. And it's, um, you know, except and we for the have- death dungeon. Oh, the death dungeon? Yeah, your basement. Yeah, that's... You know what? I didn't think anything of it, and then I had to go into the basement at, like, 10 in the evening. (laughs) This can wait till tomorrow. (laughs) I don't love it. I don't love it. (laughs) I don't love it. Like, when I... Like, like the first light lights up the stairway, and maybe a very small portion of the beginnings of the basement. Mm -hmm. But but from from the center to the back is pitch dark unless you turn the second light on which you have to walk and into an area that's like kind of lit 
to yeah so i'm fine if i can get to that switch quickly yeah and flick that and then i'm like okay it's fine but before that switch is flicked i'm like just i think i might get grabbed someone's someone's down here yep. and it's gonna grab yep. me. It's, yeah i, I can about see playing. why cat had us put that lock on the door yeah yeah put the lock on the door and she doesn't go down so i have to so our washing machine broke again welcome to home ownership yeah uh the thankfully there's a secondary uh there's a second uh top loader in the basement oh it's so uh, fancy no they're cheap <laughs> they're oh, cheap you got two washing machines yeah. oh two washing machines oh yeah yeah well okay they're both from like the 80s oh like this one i'm not even this is what this is funny so i uh I have to do the the laundry until that second, that first washing machine's fixed. But I went down there and I was trying to figure out how to use it. And it's like these heavy duty dials and it's just no, the, the, it's not intuitive in the slightest because nothing back then was. No. And to turn it on, it's like, you know, when you like, uh, pull a lever in Elden Ring to, to bring the elevator up, you know, like, (laughs) It's like that. It's like, did I turn so, it on or break it? It's so yeah. It's so mechanical. Like, pull to start. When was when was the other than like a mower? I couldn't think of any other situation. Yeah, where priming you're a carburetor or doing yeah. the laundry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the dungeon is terrifying. But the rest of the house, yeah, very peaceful, yeah, very, house very relaxing. Yeah, yeah. got a sound machine, got a sleep machine. Because yeah. it you almost too need quiet. it because it's, it's too quiet. It's like, ah, I'm either used to the sound of honking, shouting, or gunfire. Yes. And now it's my heartbeat. So let's get some, let's get a sleep machine. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I very much appreciate all the help you, you oh, gave yeah, us. Because it was going to be very difficult for two of us. I mean, even now we're faced with a lot of challenges just, you know figuring all of this stuff out but it's an adventure oh yes yeah. we're a good team so such is home ownership <laughs> such is home it's ownership. fun it's fun you were the you're the last one to make the leap yep yep there you are and i leapt i skipped a skipped a few went from 600 square feet to 2100 <laughs> bam i mean man of extremes right there <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah. We uh we're seven weeks out from our move. That's seven, right, seven weeks. I'm guessing that it felt a little bit uh, it's a bit of a mixed emotion when you finally close on your house that you work you know hard to get and make really nice, and it's also you're leaving the whole state, you know. Yeah. Yep. So I don't own this house anymore. I am now just a squatter until <laughs> June 10th. Oh, it's that soon. I actually thought it was um. Later in June. No, nope. we got to be out by something. June. We got to be out by June 11th. So we'll be back in Wisconsin that first week. Close on our other house May 6th. So, okay. yeah. But yeah, wow. it's bittersweet. I mean, leaving the state where you've, you know, basically every major milestone of your adult life has taken place. Like, yeah, my, both my kids were born, bought both of my first houses, um, got Did into you get the married career. there. No. Got into the okay. career that I'm in now that's effectively changed my life. Like everything yes. major in my adult life has been here. So now it's like, oh, let's move back home to where you were a kid. Yeah, that was a strange feeling. 
It's going to yeah. be real weird, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I love our new house. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's basically move-in ready, which is what I needed. I don't need a bunch of home <laughs> projects. I'm not picking up a paintbrush. I've already told Christy. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I don't care if you walk in and the color gives you a seizure. I'm not. <laughs> I would at that point. Yes, I would. But like, <laughs> I don't care if it makes you go cross-eyed and have throw up like I'm gives not you severe headaches yeah, yeah i'm okay. not doing it at least for a little while yeah i i but, hey I, I i definitely understand that but i have no idea how i'm getting three cars back no idea because we have a trailer dropped off for all of our stuff that's going to be hauled back by a semi and then i have to get three vehicles back who's driving the the alpha i don't know because you're not you're driving a truck i guess no i'm driving we have a semi picking up our stuff oh sorry okay you have a semi picking up your so stuff. i think probably what i'm going to do is drive my my car back in early may and then fly back to arizona recoup from how terrible that drive is and then make it again drive okay. sucks drive sucks big time yeah yeah that's so, a long ways you know 30 hours well let me know if i can help I could drive you, one of those vehicles. You don't want to commit to that drive, Tom. That drive sucks. <laughs> Especially when you're in the car by yourself. Yeah, I can imagine. Would you would you be doing that both times? By yourself? Yeah. Well, Christy would be in the other car with the girls. Oh, okay, okay. So what does I mean, Christy drive now? She has a Kia Forte GT. Oh yeah, I know those. Yeah. Is is it red? Mm-hmm. Okay, I do remember now. I do remember. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah no center anymore. No. Crashed it. Wrecked really? It. Well, somebody pulled out in front of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wreckfest. Yeah. Wreckfest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll I'll let you know. I, I that's yeah. I'm very cautious with who I like, hey, you should make this drive with us because it sucks. Like it's it's not fun. Uh, no. I mean I get, get some walk get some walkie talkies. Yeah, yeah. Nope, exactly. One nine. <laughs> this here's monkey nuts. Speed trap coming up. Slow your. <laughs> we got that. bear bait. <laughs> Push that pedal. You don't really use very much. <laughs> oh my god, Tom! Let's talk about some video games because you haven't been on since Elden Ring came out, and Zach and I gushed, absolutely gushed, like squirted mm. over Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean. I can't blame you guys because I think it's one of the best games I've ever played. I would agree. I think with it's that one of my favorite games, definitely. Um, and I think that it just brought out something in me where I was like, like, so someone actually said to me recently that they felt like it was when they first played Ocarina of Time, that mm. kind of like exploring around and feeling like a little kid in a big world. Um, you know, I, I'm, Obviously not not the Zelda guy, but I appreciate the, the the comparison. I'm like, okay, that that's that's big, you know, that's big for someone to say for someone to say that who's close to those games. From back oh yeah, then. Um, you can't take that kind of statement lightly. I mean, there are those certain gaming. We've talked about this so many times, but there are certain gaming moments that, like, not just the moment in the game, yeah, but what's going on in your real life and around surrounding the release of that game is like imprinted on that because of the mm-hmm. impact that that game had. And I remember like vividly remember the day that Ocarina of Time came out 
and then skateboarding over to Mr. Movies to rent it <laughs> with my buddy who knew nothing about video games and made him sit there and watch me play it. <laughs> and then just being completely enamored for the whole weekend that I had it. Um, but yeah, the Elden Ring is another one of those too. Like I'll forever remember the first 20 minutes of that game and, and just like stepping out and going, oh my God, this is like oblivion all over again. I have, yeah, I definitely will always remember the, the opening, uh, stepping out, seeing the colossal uh, gold tree and like those rolling hills and like rocky cliffs and stuff. It just looked so picturesque. And I think the thing I love about Elden Ring is that uh, even if you were to put that game on the like a previous couple gens, um, it would still look fantastic. Draw distance aside from technical stuff, but like because it's not graphical fidelity or an increase in like uh, it's it's pure artistry. You know, like oh, all the totally. build, all the buildings and like the 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 towns, those those secret places with a lot of life and color. Like you could do that on you know an older hardware, no problem. It's because the it's architecture just in that game detail. alone is unreal. It's so beautiful. Uh, there was a one of the last places that you go to in the game. Uh, it's like an, a sort of a its own island in the in the bottom right of the map. The crumbling like Faramazur. That's that's the one, yeah. That that was gorgeous. Like it was just so gorgeous. When the, towards the end of that area, there's like some a ton of steps that lead up to like this almost like this uh, monastery building, mm-hmm. and um, it's so fine in detail. It's so sharp, and uh, despite the the difficulties and terrors of running around some of those areas, it's like it never ceases to amaze me how how locked in I am to that world and, and to the, to the belief that I'm there and, and right. Yeah. It's, and that you can do it and that you're capable of it. Whereas I feel like the, the thing that was really neat that differentiated this from other souls games was other souls games. You're like, okay, this is where I have to go. Like I must get through that blue eyed night and that little horde and then get to the boss. Like I have to do that. Yeah. Elden Ring, you could look at that and go like, I could do that, or I could do this, yeah. or I could do that. Which which makes the game um, kind of wonderfully approachable for anybody who is kind of not really... But at the same time, also well. very unapproachable for people who are unfamiliar. Yes. Because this, as Zach and I talked about, this game relies very, very heavily on your knowledge of like how a souls game functions doesn't mean you have to have played a souls game, but mm-hmm. they don't cater to you in any way, shape or form. It's like, yeah. Hey, this is how these games are built. If you've played previous souls games, great. It's going to make sense. If it doesn't, you're going to look at this and go, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I've heard some of that feedback from people who have played, um, sort of more conventional uh, open world stuff, you know, the Ubisoft games and Horizon and whatnot. And then they've jumped into Elden Ring because of, you know, it's a lot of buzz. It's been super positive everywhere, like groundbreaking. It's hard to ignore it. Yeah. And they've jumped in and they've been like, this isn't I a get, game. I get it. They're like, I get it. Yeah. But I'm like, I wish it had, you know, X, Y, Z for like, you know, quality of life things. And it's like, you can definitely make that argument. It's just, 
it's amazing how without those things for me it makes it a more, way better a, a richer experience yeah like because if horizon were to take the mini map and the quest markers and the quest log like all of that off and just let me go yeah and, and i feel like that's the divide that it's not that it's a toxic like get good community it's just that hey you know this has been the evolution of this series and I think that's what happens to a lot of these games that that they start small with a niche community. Not saying Souls is niche anymore, but when it started off, no. it really was. Like Demon Souls was was totally niche, and then yeah, Dark yeah, Souls yeah. kind of hit the main market. And then by three, everyone's like, "Boom, fucking this is the Soulsborne game. Like, let's do this. I love it." Mm-hmm. But what happens, unfortunately, is that when these games hit the mainstream, then they start to cater to the broader masses. And I think it's fantastic yeah. that the Souls games haven't done that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's kept a really fine balance, a very fine balance. Because the thing is, I think what's really worth stressing is that if you were to do what you said there, remove the markers and the maps and everything in Horizon, it would be a bad game. The reason is it's not designed for that. It's right. not designed for you to get lost and find things necessarily. It doesn't have, it, you know, like like despite Elden Ring saying forget the quest markers the maps the hints and all that kind of stuff what they've replaced it with is visual indications and uh really strong mapping and level design mm-hmm. that that you end up just you make it anyway like as long as you keep looking around it's not long before you found a cave you found a swamp you found a, a secret area you pick up the key a sword stone key that you can access Oh yeah, there was that field, that mist gate back there. You start to like map it out in your mind. You lay down little markers. You check out the small trails, the little, the tiny hints, the little subtle indications of where to go. And suddenly you feel smart. The game makes you feel like without you, it would be impossible to get anywhere because I'm right. not having my hand held in the slightest. I'm not being treated like I'm uh, stupid. Um, it's respecting me and my decisions. You're not being pandered to. I'm not being pandered to. I'm allowed to explore and I'm encouraged to explore and I have to explore. And that is what is a, a perfect excuse to make a, a game and call it open world. It, it yeah. has to have that nature of it. It's no good saying uh, a magic a quest marker is here uh, far on the west and another quest, quest marker is far on the right on the east. And I have to travel between the two and nothing's going to happen in that distance. You're just creating a linear, it's just a linear game. Just make it how, so that when I finish one, the next one starts because everything in the middle is giving me this illusion of open world, but it's not really open world. You're just, you know, and we're, I think we're all kind of tired of empty open worlds and there have been some, some, there's been a lot of bad ones out there. And, well, and that's uh, why I fell off Horizon. Obviously, I fell off Horizon because Elden Ring came out. But right when Elden Ring came out, I had just gotten the first Hallneck and it opened up the map and the hundreds. Of, I mean, it's an exaggeration, but the dozens and dozens of things to do on the map popped up. And I looked at that and went, oh, Eric, it's busy work. When you it's look busy. at it, when I look at it, I'm like, this is busy work. I look at all these icons and I'm like, OK, I'll I'll click on this question mark. And I'll get the blue marker and I'll ride there and I'll, some guy's going to be like, oh yeah, like we were a group of three miners and we can't find the other guy. I think he's in this cave over here. And like, okay, I'll go to the cave and 
Yeah. We've all been there. I've done it. I've done it so many times. The formula now, I feel like I'm being exploited. My time's yeah. being exploited. And I don't it's like, like an it. Assassin's Creed game. It's like, does this really need to be 80 hours long? Yeah. It's, yeah. But if I, you were, if you go on to, it's one of the fandom sites where they have an interactive Elden Ring map. And if you pull that up and look at it, it's littered. Just oh, I have. littered with yeah. stuff. If they would have put that into the game, it would have been the same situation. It's like, fuck, that's busy work. Like, yeah. all of the NPCs, all of the quest markers, all of the locations, all the sites of grace, all the items to pick up, all the cool collectibles. Yep. None of that's there. Literally none of that is there. The only thing that nope. shows up on your map is sites of grace. That's it. Yep. I, and I, lo- and I, I love, love that because, because uh, I there are a lot of things that I'd done that are optional. And I obviously did everything that was the the main thorough line to the end. And I finished the game. And that was my 120-hour Elden Ring experience. Did I see everything? Did I do everything? No. no. Is that okay? Absolutely. Now I can talk with other people and be like, did you find this? Did you find that? And now it's like, no, no. I, I found this thing because I was rewarded for my uh going the distance, my further exploration into that world. Mm-hmm. I didn't find a marker and then just hold X and run there and run and run and run and get there. Like it's that same kind of achievement. I don't know. You know, not, not well, the, it's the thing that was really cool for me was the fact that you and Dan and I were all playing it at the same time. And it immediately brought me back to the experience that I had with demon souls when it first came out of having somebody to play that alongside and talk to about it constantly and all three of us had entirely uniquely different experiences. Yeah, it was awesome. Being able to just like, uh, we would just take photo. We would take photos on our phone of the, the, uh, the map and then like circle in red, like, okay, go here, here. Let's go here, go here, check. You should go here. And, uh, I really liked that, that, that involved, that created a, a, an element of social, uh, gaming in a game that's otherwise, um, mostly a very solo experience, but at the same time, I thought the multiplayer aspect was great too in Elden Ring. Well, we it finally really... broke Dan on it too because he was very like, nope, nope, Souls games are a very singular experience for me. It's like, yeah. but come on, no. we got to get his wallet. Yeah, <laughs> get his wallet. Yeah, every time we so every time we uh, fought a boss together, we get the boss down to a slither of health and then just charge in like, get his wallet, and it backfired so many times. So many times. Um. And there's just something about, there's something, um, I think it brought out that slight, the good side for me of MMOs where you're like, you're fighting bosses again and again and helping people out. I really enjoyed that. I actually yeah. fought some of the, some bosses I fought 20, 30 times again and again, helping random people online. Um, you see somebody who's just been really struggling and, maybe they're not strong enough or they're a spellcaster and nothing the, the the boss isn't weak to any magic and they're just like man i really need some tank to come in here and help out and that have just you, felt good it have felt you good seen the first elden ring celebrity there is, is it, uh, let a, me solo her yeah there's that a guy. there's a wretched <laughs> yeah. so if you're unfamiliar wretcheds are <laughs> naked people like they just it's the it's the most difficult class to play as because they're severely yeah. uh nerfed and Melania is the most difficult boss in the game. And fun fact, they did a patch that accidentally made her harder. Oh, no. 
but this guy was just wearing a jar on his head and he had a katana and his name was let me solo her and he would just spawn in and solo melania which is near impossible and just kind of became the first legend within Elden ring it's just little cool experiences like that where outside of any boss there's always going to be summon signs always and yes. as we talked about before, as, like in previous Souls games, summoning made the bosses easier. This doesn't. It's still just as hard because yeah, the boss is. scales in difficulty. Yep. But yep, they scale it. I have done something for the first time in any Souls game that I've never done before, and I platinumed Elden Ring. Oh. Which I is... That you platinumed it. That's an achievement in itself. Um, it was one of those I didn't really have plans to do. I knew Zach was going to because he does. He's, he's, he platinums all of the, the Souls games. And when I looked at my achievements list, I'm like, wow, naturally I'm at 70%. This doesn't Ooh. seem that unattainable. So I looked at what I needed to do. I had to get all the legendary armaments, the talismans, um, the spells and incantations. And then the th- there's a total of six endings, but you have to get three of them. But there's a way where you can get all the endings in one by oh. doing a, a save state or not a save state, but it's called save scumming where okay. you save, yeah, yeah, yeah. upload your save to the cloud, turn off auto update and then get an ending, close the game, download your save, go yeah. back in, get a different ending, <laughs> back out, download your save, go back in get a different ending i got all three of them in five minute period if you ain't cheating you ain't trying hard enough that's right you know i ain't gonna play that game three times that's 300 hours right there <laughs> i had to beat it though before dan lapped me because he mm. immediately went into new game plus and he already made it up to the crumbling farm azul where right at the end of the game i think he was golden pathing it yeah he had Must to have been because that's yeah. crazy but I mean, we've we've spent so much time on the show talking about Elden Ring that if you're not convinced by now to play it, you probably won't be. Mm. But it's also one of those things where it's like you really can't set your expectations properly for it. If you've never no. played a Souls game, there's really no way. Just know that you may go into it and discover that you wasted $60. Yeah, yeah. You know, looking um, at our, our Facebook group, there's a bunch of people, too, that are like, well, I just didn't get on with it. Like, I needed the story, and it, this would have made it better, and this would have made it better. And it's like, yeah, but that's also what would have made it worse. It's, yeah, I I think they got the balance. I think they got the balance right. Yep. Uh, Souls games are never about story. No. They're, well, it's also, well, they're all about story, but <laughs> they're not about story. They they, they give it, they the law is all open for such interpretation like it's just incredibly abstract and very poetic which i kind of like you know everyone can kind of uh uh ascertain what they what they feel it means to them story-wise um i don't know what the hell happened in elden ring i, I don't have, know what an elden no. lord is no I, I i don't think i got even the the general gist of elden ring and i and that's i love story but like <laughs> I didn't need it for this thing. I mean, I just didn't. Um, I don't need a story to keep me in that world for 110 hours. No, which is, that's something. That's, that is something. They really, really nailed it. Yeah. Uh, what a game. I was almost disappointed to finish it 
but I, it was the first Souls game, whatever, from software game I'd ever finished. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Never. I, put I thought you beat fifth, Bloodborne. I put a lot of hours into Bloodborne. I think I put about 40 to 50 hours into Bloodborne. I got pretty far uh, and I got to a boss, a guy that chases you around a building. I can't remember. Uh, Dan, Dan knows. Bloodborne's <sighs> tough. Yeah. Oh my God. Bloodborne, it's really, really hard. I, I just got to the point where I was like, man, this is, this is really, I don't, I, I, I love the world a lot and I love the aesthetic a lot. I really respect that game. I just couldn't finish it. I don't know if I could go back because it's only 30 frames at best. Like, yeah, I, I can't believe, and I'm sure there's lots of people talked about this before, but I can't believe there's not been some kind of 60 frames patch for consoles, you know, for, for, know. for PlayStation. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Phenomenal it's not on game. PC, right? I know it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's still, so. it's yeah, yeah. Exclusive. Yeah. But yeah, like you said at the beginning, I think Elden Ring is going to go down as one of the best games of all, one of the best games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was uh, Breath of the Wild. Doesn't mean it's my favorite game, just one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Uh, what else have you been playing? Anything besides moving and... <laughs> um, man, I think the only game, I, I'm in that in that frame of mind where because our house is so chaotic and the lounge is just boxes and boxes, I can't really sit and get comfy with something. It's, right. it, I, I, instead I have to play something casual for 30 minutes to an hour and then go back to the home to fix yeah. our house up and stuff. And, th- and that's fine. Um, I'm playing a lot of F1 2020 at the moment, uh, a considerable amount of F1 2020. Yep. Um, I'm getting really into the simulation aspect, uh, uh, you know, I pulled it down from Game Pass and I gave it a go. Uh, I've been watching a lot of, of all of the 2022 season. Um, and, you know, I like I like motor racing, motorsport, and I, I grew up watching a lot of it. And then I also uh, was like super into F1. I used to like write letters to Silverstone as a kid. Like oh, the shit. Circuit and, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be like, hey, you know, I really want to be uh, like a motor racing driver and stuff. Uh, and they would send me. Did you start kart racing at two? No, yeah. then you'll never be a driver. Yeah. So I re- I did race carts as a as a eleven twelve year old for a bit, and then uh, it got a bit. It, it as every, motorsports expensive, you know. So you got to come. You got to come from money, really. Unfortunately, unless you've got a very dedicated uh, family that can take you to all the races and spend all their time being you know there for you and building a you know. Uh, it, it's a lot, but I really enjoyed um, motor racing, and uh, that's why it was great when we went to Vegas and I got to drive the Lamborghini. Yeah, it was really funny. Well, speaking of Vegas, F one is making a comeback to Vegas next next <sighs> year, uh, fall of twenty twenty three, and we are going. Uh, definitely, they're going to be screaming down the strip. God, I I don't care. I do not care what it costs. <laughs> no, me neither. I just I really don't. don't. No, I really don't. And it's been so refreshing actually playing uh playing F1 2020 because um they're still made by Codemasters. Yep. Um God, those guys were, can make a racing game. Those guys are so good at making racing games and they make, you know, Dirt Rally and Grid and everything. And which if you haven't played Grid, it's phenomenal. Um 
I actually haven't played Grid since the PS3 days. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I should try it. Is it? It's touring cars, right? It's that. Yeah, That's... Grid was a little bit more arcadey in its approach. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would like to play Grid. I might see if it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, I know that the latest Rally, Dirt Rally is, and that's a good game. Um, so the thing is, I was, I was telling you recently that when I was a kid, my, my two most played genres were JRPGs and racing games. Same here. I played a lot of racing Same games. Same yeah. here. And I didn't really, I don't know, I just kind of fell off all, all of it, you know, especially in the PS3 days because that, that controller wasn't, wasn't great. You know, it was not great. Um, well, especially when you're using R2 and L2 and those triggers were sloped. Yeah, they were like squidgy. When GTA triggers. 5 came out, I had to get the the trigger attachments that would make them concave instead of convex so that yeah. my fingers wouldn't slip off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I needed that controller. I wasn't sure. And then I came back to them and I was like, man, racing games have come really far. Um, you, you really feel you can really feel the speed and get immersed into it, especially like I said, with, with the simulation kind of aspect to it, which you can like, there's a lot of fine detail to it. You can get really in the weeds if you want, you can like go down the route of, you know, switching out your gearbox and changing the ratios and, uh, getting into the whole tire management aspect of F1. Um, or, and also you can have it so that if you even, if you crash, that's it, you're out of the race completely. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, if you hit someone a few too many times, the wing will come off. You've got to go and get the wing replaced. And and uh, I like that. Honestly, I'm kind of enjoying that because you're fighting for position, not for not for wins. And so you, I, I've been I've created my own team and we're, we're like the underdog team with no money and trying to fight our way up to the to the top. And, you know, so when I'm you being do very get, careful with with uh how much I dedicate to this game because it's one of those where it could open a Pandora's box of like, well, now I need a $300 wheel. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like at the moment I need to balance it because I can't, but I'm thinking about it in the future. I'm thinking about it, especially since, you know, these consoles aren't very old, you know, this would probably last me a good few years and, the next iterations of the games would be compatible with it. And I'm like, man, it really would be, it really would be so much better with a wheel. So fun. You know, but then you got to build it like a racing chair. Yeah. Or you can get the ones that are on like these stands, they fold down flat, but you pull the wheel up and it has like almost like a treadmill shape to it. Like this L yeah. With the pedals here. I need that. Uh, that's not even expensive. They're 120 bucks. And then get like a small TV that can attach just to the top and play it on there. Can do that, yes. Oh, really. And there you go. Um, or I've, put the PSVR headset on. Oh, can you imagine? That'd be sick. That would be great. <laughs> I mean, I've I played enough uh, Wipeout in VR to know that that would actually make me sick. <laughs> or didn't you play Ace Combat? Oh yeah, that was great though. Yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't get sick from that? No. Look, if you're because fine you're up with in the Ace sky. Combat. You're up in the sky. You're not on the ground with like shit going 150 <laughs> miles an hour, three feet from your head. No, 200. Um, I played and beat a little game. Yes, yes, two days ago on Game Pass called Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The game's great. Apparently, apparently it's great. Yeah. The game is fantastic. It's about a turnip who, <laughs> as like the title taxes. suggests, commits tax evasion. <laughs> and it's a very top-down... It's, a, it's, it's short. It's like an hour and a half, two hours tops. But it's a top-down, like, Zelda-esque adventure-style game where you just kind of... You, you have to help Mayor Onion... Uh, run some errands because you defaulted on your mortgage and he now owns it. And he's like, well, you're going to repay me somehow. Go do all of this stuff for me. But it's got a really depressing ending. Like, uh, really dark. It's this I'm, really light, fun, happy game. Like, you're just this asshole turnip where you get... To give you an example, he likes to rip things up. So he gets his, hey, you're late on your mortgage statement. You know, you're going to default and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to take your house. And the only option you have was rip up. And he just rips up the paper. And the first side quest you're given, you you live in this little village full of sentient vegetables and fruit. There's a strawberry who's in love with a blueberry. He's like, will you give the, the, the them a love letter for me? And they hand it to you and you just rip it up. And the person looks at you like, how rude. And you just walk away. Like, that was the quest. He just rips shit up. And that's the type of, of, of character. But there's a really dark story behind the whole thing at the end. And it's like, I'm going to wow, play it. This is play really, it. really depressing. Oh, if it's 90 minutes long, I'm going to play it. because You, you have to. And there's stuff to do afterwards. But you know me. Like, hey, credits, credits done. Credits yeah. Credits in a roll. And even at the beginning, you come across this part and there's somebody guarding a little path into a forest. And they're like, I was told to tell you to come back after you beat the game, whatever that means. I'm like, well, I'm never going to see what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I know yeah. how I work. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll have to give that. Very, very, well. very quick game. Um, you game and Dan case. were both talking about a game called Super Liminal yesterday that i downloaded and the girls and i've been playing through which and that's a mind trip and a half are you enjoying it that's a really good game it's really a unique game it's yeah it's a little heavy-handed in how it's trying to be like portal yeah yeah, yeah. and it doesn't do it very well you're like oh that's it gets close like, but yeah yeah it just misses the mark but yep. it's a perspective-based puzzle game where to give you an example if you there's certain items you can pick up and if you pick it up from a distance and then move forward, the object changes size. And now it's suddenly like an apple in the size of your hand instead of being an apple the size of a building. Or you can pick up something really small and then look up in the sky and drop it and suddenly it's the size of a building or something like that. So it's all perspective based and really yeah. a unique little puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, no, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, uh. We do have something else we want to get into, but the only other thing that I've been playing is... I bought yet another copy of Radiant Historia. Oh, I now own. <laughs> why? Now, but why? But why? So let me let me back this up here. Radiant Historia is a phenomenal RPG on the 3DS or DS. Then they remade it for the 3DS. I bought it on the DS, and then I played a little bit of it, and then I bought a. Uh, I bought the remastered, but the collector's edition for 3ds called perfect chronology um Mm -hmm. the launch edition and never opened it and then i bought a sealed copy of it on regular ds (laughs) but i really wanted like i've I've been wanting to play more of it 
but I want to play the remaster because it's got more story to it and it's better laid out. And they've made some quality of life changes to it, but I didn't want to open up my collector's edition for it. So last week, Atlas had a big sale on the 3DS store of like all of their Etrian Odyssey games. Stuff was like 75 to 80% off. Games that were 40 bucks were down to eight. Like, wow, this is cool. Sure shit. Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology was on there for $10. Like, Listen, I know a deal when I see one. <laughs> Fourth copy <laughs> of a game for under 10 bucks, sold. Wow. I tell you yeah, what, okay. I have sung that game's praises so many times. It is such a wonderful game. I I have it on DS. I think you gave me a copy. I think I did. It's so I good. I need to play it. You get to a certain point where it's like, the, the first two hours, you're like, oh, okay, like this is standard fare RPG. It's got some cool time travel element to it. But then it hits a certain point and you're like, oh, shit. So you hit it. The, the whole point of it is that certain events happen. And if it doesn't go the right way, you can travel back in time to change that event. But then you'll hit mm-hmm. a point where the storyline or the, the timeline starts to fracture so much that if something happens in this timeline or something doesn't happen in this timeline because a person you're supposed to meet is dead, you have to backtrack through the timeline to figure out where you interacted with that person and change the event that leads to them to go to their death and leads them to you instead. It's really complicated. Wow. It's really cool. That does sound pretty cool. I don't know how you'd even do that, but that's... It, the game makes it it's I'm making it sound way harder than it really is. Yeah, I was like, they give complex. you they give you like a, a a flow chart of all the areas that you can go to and like backtrack. And and mm-hmm. the only events you can change are events that you physically took place in. Uh, really, really cool game. Yeah. Hmm. And How old the, is it? So like 10, 15 years. <laughs> 2007. I, I would think say if the original. Let me see. Yeah, it's 2011. No, initial release date is 2010. Oh wow, it's show eligible, but it's long. Sure. It's really long, like 20 something hours, I guess. Maybe um, more. Let's. See I would have thought because RPGs on DS were real long. 35 hours. Oh wow. Okay. It's long. Yeah, that's yeah. long. <laughs> it's just become my bedtime game, where it's like I was gonna eh, say just, maybe. Maybe that's one I can chip away at on the 3DS or something. Yeah. Actually, it would be, yeah. And, mm. you know, the the perfect chronology just adds a few more story elements to it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's not going to be, like, a ton that you're missing out on. Right, right, right. And it's not, like, a complete graphical upgrade or anything. It's just different. So, yeah, fantastic mm. game. But mm. um, we're going to do something that you and I haven't done in a few years that I love doing (laughs) if you've never heard of a website called fanatical go check it out they sell keys for computer games but they also do these mystery bundles and every so often tom and i'll get a wild hair up our ass and we'll buy a mystery bundle of 10 games for six dollars and then just open them and we've got some great games but we've also gotten some absolute hot garbage over the years, like actual <laughs> trash. Yep. It's like, I'm not even sure that I want to waste the electricity required to download this. This is an affront 
<laughs> to internet <laughs> packages. <laughs> you spend the bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But no, it's Easter, and they're doing a mystery egg bundle where you so, can buy 10 Easter eggs for, I don't know, five, five bucks or whatever it was. Yeah, and I couldn't find a place to put in the 20% off code, so I spent seven bucks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's fine. Which is fine. I mean, I've spent far more on much, much less. <laughs> yes. Also, the value of the bundle is going to be like hundreds of dollars. You are saving a lot. This, or at least eight. This reminds me of when we <laughs> went to that store to buy those Amazon mystery oh, buns. We forgot package. that. That guy, dude, he sold, he was such a snake oil salesman. He really was. He had me going at the little girl who got the, the switch out of the ten dollar package and was like cartwheeling down the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I... <laughs> yeah. That's a, just just a very brief, t- to touch on that briefly, we went to a store that has like a basket full of parcels uh, from like people who've returned stuff on Amazon. You know, they're just like surprise parcels, uh, $10 a package. You don't know what you're going to get. Kind of a lucky dip. Dude was saying that, you know, sometimes you get some really great stuff, you know, really like a Bluetooth speaker, a Nintendo Switch and whatnot. We're like, okay, we'll roll the dice and what we got was very different very well and different. he i could tell something was off and he's like yeah in this package you know in this box they're gonna they're gonna average in cost between like 700 and 1500 like, <laughs> then why are you selling it for 25 bucks <laughs> but by that point we'd already mentally committed to buying these and the best part about that store was that on the shelf just on the opposite side of this bin were boxes and boxes and boxes of sega game gear battery covers for five dollars a cover (laughs) (laughs) random so random we spent 35 bucks well you guys spent 35 bucks i spent 20 percent less because my dollars are worth more yeah and we got actual trash oh god Uh, 90 percent of it went straight into the garbage yeah, I'm still. I got in mine a bunch of uh, axe body shower stuff. I'm oh, still. I'm like using a, it. I'm you're using smell it. like a 13 year old for the next six months. I may as well use it because we got that. not one but two sets of baby's first diary. <laughs> I got a a, a po- power of negative thinking by Bobby Knight. Yeah, who, I got a a pedal a pedal that links to nothing. Do you remember that? Oh it looks my like god! It looked like it belonged to a piano. <laughs> yeah, just a pedal with a power with a power cable that does nothing. I don't well, know what it. Is. I think the best thing we got was the Sega Saturn controller. Yeah, a third, third party, party Sega Saturn. Yeah, yeah, third party Sega Saturn controller, which I thought was like, wow, this has been sitting in a warehouse for thirty years. No, it was made in twenty eighteen. <laughs> Why? And then we got a Columbia jacket. Well, like pullover, ugly. Hey, that was good. Lime green shit color. Perfect. Uh, Christy's wearing American that flag now. tank top for my daughter. Yeah. Did she wear that? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think it fit. <laughs> I don't think it, it was fit at all. A colossal failure. The best thing about it was just just how hilarious it all was. Yeah. It was worth it for that. 
So I was looking back through the previous mystery bundle that we got. And to give you an idea of how bad some of the games can be versus how good some can be. I got a game called Learn Japanese to Survive Hiragana (laughs) Battle. Which is apparently great. Which is apparently really good. It teaches you Japanese while playing the game. Got a game called Gas Guzzlers Extreme. But I also got Bioshock Infinite. And this is from a bundle that cost me $17. So they can range quite dramatically. So we're just going to go back and forth here. We'll open an egg. Yep. Look it up if we've never heard of it. Don't forget I got Civ 6 last time. You did. That was the big hit. That was the big hitter right there. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, who wants to go first with opening the first mystery egg? Can you want to um, go for it? No, this is your idea. You get to go first. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I'm just going to click on this here, shaking egg. I mean, they really get you. It's very, it's very gotcha in its approach. Oh, God, is that is that the name of the game? Oh, this isn't good. <laughs> What's it called? It's. I think it's called, and I just wanted to... Double check. Yeah, it's called Main Assembly. Can what? you tell me what what Main Assembly... Oh, dude, it actually looks really good. Oh, it's, it does. It's published by Team 17, so you know it's good. Who's Team 17? You know, like Worms and um, Overcooked. Dude, this game looks so fucking cool. <laughs> dude. Oh, my God, look at this. <laughs> That does look fun. I'm surprised that I got that. It's 22 oh. bucks. Normally it's $22. Oh my God. Yep. Well, that's a win right there. This kind of looks a little bit like um, Kiki's Delivery Service. Kiki's Delivery Service? What? Did I get that wrong? What was that game that we played? Kiki's Delivery Service is a Studio Ghibli game. You're thinking of totally reliable delivery totally service. Totally reliable delivery service. <laughs> you weren't even close. <laughs> oh god let's just stop there and very positive reviews too sold it looks a little bit like kerbal space program too um on n64 no you're thinking space station silicon valley (laughs) damn it i'm getting everything wrong yeah just quit while you're behind (laughs) behind that's how the saying goes isn't it yeah, that's exactly okay. it. Okay, I'm going to open up my first one. Do you click on the egg? Can I click on the egg or do I have to click on the button? Click on the egg. It's more fun. Oh, man. Here we go. Ooh, Deponia Doomsday. That's that's a good game. Uh, I think I know what Deponia is. It's like there's three of them, I think, in total. And they're oh, point yeah. and click. But oh, Dan really would nice. love this game. Yeah, it's like full throttle, Dan, if you're listening. Yeah. Is it Deponia or Deponia? Oh, the art I, style on this is fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was Deponia, but I don't know. But it normally, does nice. normally $20 on sale right now for two. So I'm technically still down money. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. It's okay. All right, your second egg. My second egg is Cryofall. Ooh, this doesn't sound promising. <laughs> Are we going to start going downhill now? What is Cryofall. Yeah, $6. Okay. This looks terrible. This um, looks but very po- 3500 very positive reviews. Oh, it's a survival game. 
Yeah, not not my bag. But hey, it could be worse. Could That's be. how I'm looking at everything. It could be worse. It Imagine buying a game. Worse. It could be worse. Yeah, well, you know. All right, well, you know. All right, they well, can't all be winners. They can't all be winners, guys. Mystery egg number two here. Rogue Heroes, Ruin of Tassos. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> what? Rogue Rogue. Heroes. Here, ruins. Oh, normally it's 20 bucks. Boom. I'm up on my money now. Top down. Oh, it's a roguelite adventure game inspired by the Zelda. Sold. Okay, actually looks really good. Game looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks a little bit like nobody saves the world. A little bit. Yeah, team up with friends to control procedurally generated dungeons and take down the evil titans that threaten to overwhelm the land of tacos. Oh, that does look really good, Eric. I mean, I'll take it. Normally 20 bucks right there. Boom. There you go. I like it. Nice. All right, well. One for for two so far. (laughs) Egg number three. Uh, It is. The last Tinker, City of Colors. What do we What do we know about the last? This one is ninety nine cents. Oh, perfect. Oh yeah, mostly positive. Now we're getting into the now we're this getting into the good stuff. Looks like ukulele. <laughs> it tried. It does. It's. It looks like ukulele trying to be Psychonauts. Yep. Oh, and yeah, they use getting... joyous in the description. It's a joyous action adventure <laughs> game and definitely no platformer as there is no jump button. <laughs> oh, fucking great. Awesome. Thanks for making this game difficult. Imagine that being your opening sentence to market your game. That, that Hear me out. Not... Hear me out. You can't turn left. <laughs> but sir, it's a 3D game. Can't turn left. Just can't forget it. No. Nope. Does that mean move or look? Both. <laughs> oh, they can't all be winners, as they said. Yeah. Can we shoot up? Yes. <laughs> God. Trash. I mean. Oh, he must use color and emotion to restore life to Color Town. <gasps> No, that's like uh, there's a better game. That, there's a game that did that better. I think it was called Hugh. Do you remember that platformer on Vita? No, I was thinking of the uh, Unfinished Swan. Oh yeah, that yeah that yeah it was clever. There's better ways of doing. All right, it. Mystery Egg Three. What do we got? Black Hole Complete Edition. I don't know about this. <laughs> Complete Edition. What is Black Hole? No, not Black Hole Simulator. Black Hole is an award-winning hardcore platformer with 15 hours of story-driven sci-fi comedy <laughs> and gravity-twisting puzzles. Complete edition out now. Very positive uh, reviews. Um, I mean, I could like... get behind a... Yeah, but 15 hours? God, you know? Yeah, it's a big ask for a, for a little game. You know, you got to... It's got to be tight. You got to, if you're, because it looks a bit like a sort of a more budget Metroid y kind of game. Yeah. Is it? Uh, I wonder if that's just quantity over quality. 
Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it, it could, could be, be worse. worse. Could be City of Colors. Could be City of Colors. <laughs> All right, let's see how bad the next one is. All right, Mr. Yagmano, number four. Let's crack it open. It is Soldiers, Heroes of World War Two. I mean, you had me at soldiers. <laughs> you had me at war. <laughs> if I could learn how to spell soldiers. Heroes of World War Two. It is five bucks. Ooh. And it is, it looks like one of those old, like, Windows 95 DOS uh, isometric strategic games. Uh, it looks really bad. I don't know if you remember, remember Commando. Or, oh, yeah. Or, commandos i can't remember what it was called you know what it looks like it 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 looks like they took the isometric graphics of Baldur's gate 2 Mm -hmm. and just polished them up and made them 3d (laughs) yeah it looks like a uh sort of a a weird command and conquer throwback ish it looks like a cheap company of heroes i think did you ever play company of heroes yeah I judge yeah. a game a lot by its description, and this bothers me. The Go game on. is primarily a strategy game, but the player can take control of his or her fo- forces. And why not just say take control of forces and direct? Like, why do you have to qualify his or her? You could just put there. Right. <laughs> take control of their forces. It would also be snappier, shorter, and it would cover everything. <laughs> right. I've been a I've been a, a a huge proponent of the gender neutral there. Yeah, yeah, for years. Yeah, because it just Ugh. it works. Thumbs yeah. down on that one. His or her forces. Yeah. All right, Mystery Egg. What are we on four? Yep, tier four. Here we go. <laughs> Torchlight. Yay! I have like nine copies of that now. <laughs> Wee. Is it the OG? Yeah, it's Torchlight 1. Great game. Fantastic is really good. game. I actually played and finished Torchlight 2 last year. Oh, Torchlight 2 is so good. It's just, yeah, it's just like a really good Diablo clone. Or I, I guess- really want to get Torchlight 3 on PC, though. Yeah, you're right. It's a fantastic Diablo clone. Like yeah. one of the few series that's done it well, while also <laughs> yes. standing apart on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I'm happy with that. That right there is 15 bucks. I don't. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, tier five. Do it. I'll be, come on. Oh, it's good. The Dark Eye Memoria. Uh, that what? is a stellar game. Is it really? No, I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's $2, it's, so. Oh, good start. This actually looks pretty good. This actually looks really good. Oh, it's like a... Um, Point and click kind of thing? A little bit, yeah. Memoria Memoria is Daedalic's best adventure so far. Story presented as an elaborate as it is clever and remarkably well written. You play as a bird catcher. I mean, I've never done that before, so... Right there. So, Well, it's normally $20 on sale for two right now. Hey, look. Making money. Perfect. Perfect. Making Perfect. money. Are you looking at these on Steam? I am. Yeah. There's a cool little video. I mean, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a shake. Give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of the games that you just uh got was from 
Datalik, and they've got a huge sale going on right now. They've got some great games. Yeah, both. I've had two games from Datalik now. I can't remember what the other one was. I think it was whichever the last one I had was. Not the war one. The Custody of Colors, that was it. Oh, oh and Deponia is, is that as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, Ken Follett's Pillars of the Earth is from Datalik 2, which if you've not read that book, that book's phenomenal. It, I listened to it on audiobook. It took me 40 hours to listen to, so it's big. Wow. But it's an insanely good um, historical fiction book about like the building of a cathedral over generations. And oh. They have a they have a game of it, which mm-hmm. is very, very similar to the Telltale style games. Oh. Phenomenal. I picked it up on PS4. It was like four bucks at one point. Really good. Oh, no. Okay. I do remember you telling me about this. I do remember you, you recommend it to me. If you spend a ton of time driving or like listening to audiobooks, just listen to Pillars of the Earth. It's the most fascinating book I've ever listened to. Huh. Well, that. That's quite that's quite the recommendation, Eric. Yeah, it's so good. All right, tier five for this guy right here. <laughs> Holy potatoes, a weapon shop? Is that what it's called? <laughs> that's it. Full name right there. <laughs> Holy potatoes. I've heard of that, actually. Oh, there's so many. Oh, there's Holy a whole bunch games. of Holy Potatoes games. <laughs> Holy Potatoes were in space? A weapon uh, shot's the best one. In a land far away, potatoes wield mighty weapons to fight evil. I like the the graphical style, but it looks like a like a management game. Looks a uh, looks like uh, it's definitely a definitely a PC game. You know, why I mean? do it's these people's that. arms come out of their ears? <laughs> Are you watching the video? No, is but that, look at... Or is it a screenshot? Look at this. Look at the screenshot where it's like the 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 two guys and the girl in front of like a game show screen. The guy in the middle. Oh. The bald guy. Like his arms are just coming out <laughs> of his ears. <laughs> oh, you manage your own weapon shop and expand its business and across a potato, incredible potato world. Eh. Scap. Is- is it a hard pass? I mean, it's a soft pass. I don't pass. know. Let me tell you about Nair. Let me tell you about Nair. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. If you haven't heard um, about Nair, let me tell you about it. Well, all right. Tier six. Let's hear it. Tier six. I got um, Partisans. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Hardison? <laughs> No, Partisans, 1941. <laughs> what the hell is this? I don't know. Damn communists. It's another it Datalik is. game. This must be just all <laughs> Datalik game. It really will be. Because <laughs> they're all on sale. Oh, it's a real-time tactics game with stealth elements set in the front of World War II. Stop giving me World War II games. Skip. It looks, I mean, it looks fine. It's just I don't think I'll be playing something like that. No. Yeah, no. no. So, so far, the, the first one that you got seems the most entertaining. Yes, definitely. What was that one called again? Main Assembly. 
That one right. I will give a give a whirl, but go on. Let's see. Come on, I want main six. assembly. Here we go. Tier six. Main assembly. Fun with ragdolls. The game. This could uh, be okay. That could be. That could be good. It's seventeen bucks. <laughs> it, look, it looks pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh my god! Look how many you can put on there. Correct. <laughs> oh, that looks kind of cool. All right, I'll be trying this one for sure. Run with ragdolls. Yeah. Okay. Just running okay. with the ragdoll physics. Yeah, okay. that one's that one's cool. Just flap That's around your well. destructible sets. Yeah, you can have fifty minutes of fun with that. Easy. Done. Normally, wow, it must be pretty fleshed out if they're charging fifteen bucks for it. Yeah. Ellie and Amelia might have fun with this. Exactly. That's what that's what I was thinking. Something that kids would love. Just dicking oh, around. Yeah. All right. Seven. Well, my seven. The Dark Eye. Chains of Satnav. Of Satnav? <laughs> it's I've already got another Dark Eye game. And Do now you? I have another one. Yeah. The Dark Eye Memoria was my tier five. Oh. My tier seven is the dark. Well, I mean, chains. there you go. It's another Daedalic game. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I can get behind this. It seems very medieval. There's a tree yeah. with an eye. Okay. Is it dark? Okay. I it didn't look dark. False advertising. Yeah, maybe it's just because the lights are on. Tier 7. Come on, baby, don't suck. Company of Crime. What the hell is this? Sounds great. Company? Oh. It's normally 20 bucks. 1C Games. Company Crime places you in the heart of the 1960s London. Will you build an influential crime empire or head up an elite Scotland Yard task force? Case out targets, dive into melee with your hand-picked team of gangsters or detectives. It looks okay. It, it, it looks, looks a little bit like like a more 3D Disco Elysium. Uh, yes, it does, actually. Time is money. Crime is money. Oh, no. It looks like it's like XCOM-styled <laughs> combat. <laughs> Don't scroll down to the, the reviews. It's, it's a, oh, are they bad? <laughs> A lot of thumbs down <laughs> down there. Three hours straight, and I think the game is okay worth the price. Let me explain why. Then why are you saying thumbs down? Oh, yeah. Oh, an off. okay XCOM light game. I'm out. <laughs> you don't like XCOM? I don't think I, I'm into it either. I do. Like. I just don't have the patience for that. Time Mario, and place. Mario and Rabbids was XCOM, wasn't it? Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Well, we're done. Uh, I'll I'll crack it my number eight. Come on, baby. It is Sea Legends Phantasmal Light Collector's Edition. What? It's point is and it... click. It's a hidden object game. Oh, oh <laughs> no, no! It looks like a terrible version of Mist. Oh no! Jane must figure out what happened to Mike. Hurry before it will be too late. Oh. Mike, her husband, is not near, though she vaguely remembers that the wreck of the sea they were washed up together from this ship. 
Yep, it's a hidden object game. That sentence made no sense. Which one? <laughs> Mike, her husband, is not near, though she vaguely remembers that the wreck of the sea they were washed up together from this ship. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> skip. Uh, that's a huge skip. I mean, tier eight. Yeah, go for it. The Dark Eye Memoria. Oh no! First duplicate. First duplicate. Okay, tier nine. Going under. Oh, I think I've heard of. Oh yes. <laughs> That's a great Dude, game. That is a fantastic game. Too bad you already have it on Game Pass. <laughs> God damn it. This game is awesome. Wow. It's really, really good. Yeah. I started it and it, I loved all the tongue and cheek humor. Yeah, you having worked like in a in a <laughs> office, like a yeah. startup style office, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed I think it. You're I'm, right. I probably played half to sixty percent of it. That's great a good game. To great get. dungeon crawler. Yeah, that that's the best one right there so far. Mm-hmm. Okay, tier nine. Come on, baby, don't suck. <laughs> Blue fire. I said, don't suck. <laughs> What's Damn, blue fire? This... Ooh, it actually looks pretty cool. Hey, actually, look. Actually, that looks good, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Embark on yeah. an extraordinary adventure through the parish world of Penumbra to explore unique temples filled with increasingly difficult 3D platforming challenges. It looks like a like a decent 3D Zelda clone. Yeah. That actually looks all right. I And it's only about a year old. And, Blue, and it, was, it was reviewed by IGN. So it's not like nothing. It's like a it, it hit mainstream oh media outlets. It's by the same publisher that did Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, it's not by the same developer, but the same publisher. So no, that that's that's good though. Uh, an impeccable platforming experience with just with the just right balance of abilities to master and challenges to test you. Yeah, this looks cool. This looks yeah. worth a go. I'm watching. I'm watching the video on it right now. This looks pretty good. It's got a little Neato. bit of the gravity rush feel to it as well. Yep. Huh. All right. Well, I mean, it doesn't suck too much. Nope. It's no main Sweet. assembly, but, you know, <laughs> they can't all be winners. They can't all be winners. And for seven bucks or whatever, you know. All right. All right. Last one. Number. Last one. Let's make it a good one. <laughs> High expectations. For this game, it is called Shooting Stars. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it's 54 cents. Oh no. Why would they do that to me on the final game? Oh no. And there's a screenshot where it's a guy saying, I'm a believer. No. This game is the answer to one of the most important questions in life. I can has Laser Kitty. Skip. <laughs> what does that mean, Eric? You know the whole like I can has cheeseburger from the cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Someone said, I think this is either it. This review played for one minute, didn't understand the controls. Negative. <laughs> oh, that was. They, they gave me going under at tier nine, and they were like, no, we need to bring him down significantly. Yeah. Significantly. Let's just remind him of how life really is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tier 10. Here we go. God, please be main assembly. Pilot Brothers. (laughs) Close. (laughs) (laughs) Pilot Brothers. $5. Hang on. Hang on. The case of the stolen elephant. (laughs) This looks like a Dan Curtis game. This looks absolutely trash. <laughs> Do you like the character design at least? No, like look at it. It, it looks like a Nickelodeon cartoon from the mid nineties. <laughs> yeah, like, it does. Not even that. It looks like our real monsters. <laughs> it does. They look like pigs. God, what a fart noise! <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go look at main assembly. Oh, I'm uh, so jealous. <laughs> they came right out the gate with a with a strong one. Strong yeah, game. Yeah. You're the designer, engineer, and architect, if you can imagine if you can create it. If you can imagine it, you can create it. Construct robots of any shape or size from eight-legged spider bots to eerie UFO contraptions. I'm so into that. It looks awesome. I will trade you everything in my pack. <laughs> For that. Listen, this is the only thing I've got going for me. Oh, you can actually make. I know. Stop. That's kind of cool. I mean, Tom, I, stop. I, oh, you could make something with like a saw. It's like Robot Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I will make the most obnoxious vehicle. <laughs> I should just keep buying enough of these packs until I get it. Or I could just buy it. They're <laughs> <laughs> fun at that. It needs to be given to me. I'll find out if it's any good. Okay. Um Yeah, so that was that was that. That was the that was uh, happy Easter, everybody. Happy we Easter. uh mixed results from the Easter bundle this year. Very we had, we had high expectations. Why, we don't know, because this happens every time. Every time. Um, every time. Um, okay. There's really not a ton of stuff coming out that I'm like super looking forward to playing. One game that I did forget to mention that, I, that I've been slowly getting into is uh, Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very okay. Like... Yeah, I've heard that too. Just like okay i've heard the combat is like great and it's really addictive and then you just kind of forget about the story a bit it is and not to like go back too much into talking games before we end here but it's Mm. it's really cool and it's like they put a bunch of stuff in it and then didn't flesh any of it out plus the the job tree is insanely broken so (laughs) most of the time Imagine a traditional job tree where it's like one at the top and then you have to like work your way down to different tiers. Sure. And in order to get to the bottom, you have to buy all of the ones above it. Well, not okay. in this game. So let's say the bottom one 
requires seven job points. The one above it costs six and then five and then four and then three. Well, typically you'd need whatever all of that adds up to to get to the bottom. Nope. As long as you have seven, you can just click on the bottom one and it unlocks <laughs> everything in the path leading up to that. No. It does. Really? Yep. I don't know if that's by design, but like that's not that's not how that works. That's that's weird. That is Plus there's, broken. There's so many jobs and I feel like you're bouncing between stuff so quick because it's really easy to max out a job level. It's like, well, sure. I guess I'll go to this now. So you never really get to experience and explore everything that a certain job has to offer. But there's so much loot, like so much. You get to the end of a mission and you have dozens, if not hundreds of items that you need to go through and dismantle. And you can set up auto dismantle that just like takes anything below a certain level and auto dismantles it for you at the end of a mission, but then you get fewer resources. So it's like sure. you get punished for not wasting your time. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, that's weird. Yeah, it, it, it's it just okay. seems like a goofy game that is that has got some. <laughs> I feel bad. My brother-in-law picked it up. He sent me a picture. He's like, yeah, new Final Fantasy game. And then he sent oh. me a message not too long ago. He's like, dude, that game was a dud. I'm like, I don't know. I'm really liking it. And like, I assume you uh, didn't follow anything about this game up to the launch. He went, not a thing. I went, there's your problem. Like, oh. this game, when it was announced, was the laughing stock of the gaming world until yeah, the demo yeah. came out. And everyone's like, oh, it's actually not bad. And then the game mm-hmm. came out and everyone went, wow, it's really not bad. Story sucks. But it was not like a true Final Fantasy. I mean, it was made by Team Ninja. It's like a Ninja yeah, Gaiden yeah. game. You don't play those yep. games for the story. You play them for the action. No, no, no. And the dialogue is really just goofy. And Dude, when he... When the, the main character says bullshit and then turns around, pulls out his cell phone, <laughs> and starts playing Limp Biscuit as he walks towards the camera. Like, at that point, you just know, <laughs> okay, that's this type of game. They can't have been serious, but but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. There are a couple games coming up, though. One, actually, this coming week. There is Nintendo Switch Sports. Did you know about that coming out? Oh, God, I forgot all about that. It's like Wii Sports, but for Switch. More bowling. Yeah. Sold. Yeah. Yeah. Tennis, badminton, sword fighting. That's always fun to play with, you know, a partner and stuff like that. That's always. But good. did you know that uh, another vampire game is coming out? No, I Unless love I'm... that game. So this I... one is well. What was the original one called? Vampire: The Masquerade. Oh, it was just called Vampire. Are we thinking of the same series? Well, I I'm think so. This one's think... called Vampire: The Masquerade Swan Song. Uh. Let me see. Vampire video game reception. I'm trying to see if there is a... What did you say it was called? The the what, sorry? Masquerade. Masquerade. Yeah, is Vampire the Masquerade long-awaited sequel to oh. Masquerade Bloodline? Oh, is this a different game? No. Yeah, I don't think this is... What is this Vampire is a tabletop RPG. Oh. Oh, you got me really excited there. God damn it. Well, crap. I really liked Vampire, but I don't nod. I thought it was a really unique and interesting game that didn't... It was a little janky. It it was one of those games. You know the ones. Greedfall was another example. Yeah. Those sort of of like... 
a double like double a game if you want to rate it that way you know well wait no we're not talking about the same thing here there's a video game called vampire the masquerade yeah but it's not related to uh yeah it's not related to the game that you're thinking of so no no no, Ah, no. crap i thought it was that's fine that's fine i the one game i think i'm looking forward to uh is well there's a whole bunch but the only one I could think comes to mind is I think on Game Pass they're bringing out the uh, Two Point Campus. Secret yeah, I was just looking hospital. at that. Yep. Yeah, August 9th. So, and then um, there's another yeah. one coming to Game Pass that that feudal Japanese one, Toki Tokiyama or something like that. Oh yes. When's that coming? Is it? It's pretty soon. It's June, like really May fifth, like May fifth, I think. Yeah. God, I want to get the name of it right because. I want to make sure that I don't get nasty reviews because I got a game wrong. What the hell is it? <laughs> Trek to Yomi. Check to Yomi? Trek to oh. Yomi. It looks, oh. it's side scrolling and it looks a lot like um, Inside or Limbo, but yes. it's all done in like the uh, Kurosawa oh, yes. mode. Yes, that game looks fantastic. I am so it, into that. I've already pre-installed it. It's ready to go. Comes out uh, May fifth. Oh, I'm so into that. I remember. Yep. I remember us watching um, one of the. Uh, I think it may have been the Game Awards or something. We were all watching it together, and uh, when this came out, I was immediately sold because of the animation style and and the. Um, it did the whole monochrome. Mm-hmm. samurai thing really well like that i can forget the style kurosaka or something yeah kurosawa kurosawa yeah um so you're saying that's on game pass that's coming mm-hmm. straight to game pass okay. straight to game pass day one also tom uh, did you know that they're doing another test drive unlimited no yeah september 22nd test drive since ps3 dude test drive unlimited was, was so good yeah it was so really good, good. I will be playing the shit out of Test Drive the uh, Solar Crown. That's coming to Game Pass too. I don't. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, but I awesome. believe this one is set in Japan. Okay. When was the last time a Test Drive game came out? I feel like no, it's maybe been it's in China. There's Test Drive Unlimited Two. There is. That came out in 2011, though. And then, uh, yeah, you're. It's Hong Kong Island. Yeah, it's a one to one recreation. Game. Jeez, that's so cool. Yeah, that's what I loved about Test Drive. On, I think it was either the PS3 or PS2. It was huge. Like massive. It was a, yeah, they really went to town on like making it right. Yeah, so basically, one to one recreation of Hong Kong Island. It will run on WRC 8's framework handling. Uh, unlike its two predecessors, there will be left hand. The road will be left hand traffic. Um, yeah. Wow. God. OS coming out on all consoles. Yep. Definitely getting that. Who makes this game? Uh, oh. KT Racing. Wow. They don't do anything else, do they? No. I don't think. Oh, WRC, and that's it. Like oh, they, they do, they, they do racing games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking at what else they did. The, the one thing they did do was flat out four total insanity. Yeah. 
I mean, that wasn't the best flat out, but you know. No, it's a shame. Take the take the good with the bad, I guess. Um, yeah. Have you watched the new trailer for Saints Row, the customization uh, webinar? They I did. did. It was overwhelming in a in a good way. That just seems to be. It seems. I to mean, be, I was I was already sold on that game, but like yeah. now, it's like, okay, yep. I don't think I've seen a more sort of uh, involved character creation thing. You know, the, the that's going to be. That's going to be another one of those where the three of us get together and play it a ton. Yeah. And by then I'll only be an hour behind you. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, do we have a release date for that one? August that- 22nd, 23rd. I'd be good to see that series come back. It's been I a, love it's that. Been series. I need to go through and play Saints Row 4. Yeah, I played a bunch of 4. It was just ridiculous. Right. Like they took three and went even crazier with it. Like you play the president and you yep. just like, how is this going to get any crazier? Yeah. Yeah. And Maybe here we are. Now the so. reboot looks clean and I'm looking forward to giving that a whirl. No. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, I think that's all I've got. I'm going to, uh, go sulk around the house and figure out what else I need to do and then not do it. This episode of Factory Sealed is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon sponsors, with an extra special thank you to Zach Folly, Santos Lopez, Sarah Irvine, Jeremy Lucas, Samuel Chun, Miles Prower, John Weaver, Jordan Lawfrey, Stephanie, Thomas McGrew, Richard Cutris, Phil Gartside, Mark Marcheshi, Jason McGill, Itani, Wes Rainey, Sholto, Dalton Suter, Mark Haddock, Colin Neblo, Juliet Breslin Romano, Gus Robin, Elliot Hughes, Hesley Hattie, Aaron Lanning, Brandon Meyer, Cody Halverson, Greg Plummer, Johan Vickerborn, Robert True, Julian Santuki, J.H., Martin, and Thomas Roderick.